Welcome to the IBJJF podcast, the official podcast of the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. Tune in to hear interviews with the top coaches and athletes in the sport, as well as breakdowns and analysis of the biggest events. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to the IBJJF podcast. My guest today is Jonathan Alves. Jonathan is a three-time Pan Champion, and he's got a super fight coming up at the upcoming IBJJF Flow Grappling GP event. Jonathan, thanks for joining me. Uh, thank you. So I'm excited to to be doing this podcast with you. So let's get started. Let's get into it. I wanted to start talking about your relationship with Guy Mendez and AOJ. That's a school that you've been representing for a long time. So how did you first come into contact with Guy and with AOJ? Yeah, so uh, nowadays we have a great relationship. So since I actually uh, I joined your AOJ, but uh, the first contact I had with him was, uh, I think it was around like 2016 was the first year he came, but uh, I wasn't the person that contacted him, so I was training in Brazil, but the academy that I was training there was like, they're focusing more on MMA, so they're not focusing on the, the competition and jiu-jitsu team. So then uh, my professor just had the idea for me like to come. It was that time that they're starting to have like the Believe in Achieve program, and then they're like bringing people from Brazil, and then uh, they had like few athletes, uh, selected, but I wasn't the one selected, and uh, my professor just contacted them after uh, they closed that, that project, and then uh, that's when uh, I had the first contact, and I was about to go to Europeans already, it was right in the beginning of the year, I think it was like January, and then uh, my, my professor contacted him, was like talking to him and everything, and then uh, I went to Europeans, and then he was taking all the students to Europeans as well. And then my professor just told me, like, just go there and talk to them, introduce yourself, and just uh, tell them that you're, you're going to be going to, to OJ and be trained there for a while. And then that's when I, I had the first contact with Guy and Hafa. So I started talking to them, and then after like a week, so I went back to Brazil, so I could get like everything like packed up and then yeah, to come to OJ. And then I went back to Brazil, I competed once more, and after, exactly after two weeks, that's when I actually came to, to OJ, I joined the team, and then uh, I started my work here. But at that time, I was just staying like six months uh, here at OJ, and then I would have to go back because of the visa, uh, six months in Brazil, and I would just go back and forth. But uh, yeah, since like the first time I came, I, will, I, will, I already wanted to stay and then just like build my, my career here like under under professor gee i believe you were a blue belt at the time do you remember some of those early training sessions when you first got to aoj oh yeah oh yeah for sure like i, I was like a blue belt uh juvenile too i wasn't even adult and then i was like 16 17 years old and i remember like the first day i came uh, i got aoj once i stepped like at the academy then uh they were just starting the competition class i remember that and they're like ah <laughs> Do you want to train or do you want to rest? I was like, ah, oh, it's my first day. I just got to <laughs> gotta show work. I was like, I'm going to train. I just changed the step on the mat. And then that was like intense. Like the training was like very intense. Like, but like training hard. Like I was already training hard in Brazil. Like what made uh, 
a big difference uh, in train. I believe it was like the, 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 the technical train, the way how they studied Jiu-Jitsu. So I, I, I was already training hard, training with everyone, sparring hard. So, you know, you have to train hard to, to become a champion. But this part of studying Jiu-Jitsu and then learning, developing new techniques, I think that was what made the difference uh, in training. And then that, that was like the, the first impact that I had like once I, I started training here right in the beginning. One thing that's been really cool about your career is the evolution of your Jiu-Jitsu game in competition. You, I think, started out, a lot of people knew you for your Baron Bolo. You would take people's backs a lot and get submissions from there. And you still, of course, have a great Baron Bolo. But now I think people really connect your name with really tight passing and pressure passing and playing on top really well. Can you talk about the evolution of your game and how Professor Guy and Hoffa helped you with that? Yeah, so uh, before I joined AOJ, so... I would already do like very bowls, I would play top, I would play bottom, but it wasn't like something that uh, was very sharp. So I would fight really hard, I would have like few techniques that would work in competitions, I was doing a very good job like with those few techniques, but uh, once I came to OJ, as I was, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, the, the, the real like game changer for me was uh, the technical training. So once I... I came to OJ, I just, I set as a goal for me, like, to start developing and improving my bottom game, so I just spent, like, a year, two years, just, like, working on my bottom game, and then, uh, of course, like, with the help with, of Professor Gee, Professor Hoffa, and everybody else here at the academy, I was just, I just spent, like, the whole time, like, for, like, one, two years just working my bottom game, it's, it's not that I stopped, like, working the top game, but I was, like, just focusing on developing and making better and better my my bottom game um i just focus on that and then after a while like and professor gee like it's good to have professor gee because he always like trying to put you in a uh out of your comfort zone so i was very comfort uh, comfortable like playing bottom doing a good job taking like i i went to rose brown bell like i was like i was taking almost everyone's back and then Professor Gee just told me, like, now it's time for us to start working on top. So then he started to work on top. So as we always have, like, every season we have different goals. We know what we need to work on. Now it's top. Now it's bottom. Now it's more connections. Now we need to be more explosive. Now we need to be tighter. So we always have a goal um, every season. And then after, like, I got my black belt, Professor Gear he just told me like now it's time for us to develop our top game so that's when he started to work so that's when he started like sharpening the techniques so he always trying to put us in a non-comfortable position and then always taking us uh taking us out of our comfort zone because that's how it is like I, I didn't have to be playing uh on top to be like one of the best but for sure it's like you, you need to have like a complete game you need to have like you need to be good at all the areas in your jiu-jitsu. So that's why you need to be always out of your comfort zone. So it's not even like for competition, because there are a lot of people, they, they don't play top, but they're winning competitions. There are a lot of people, they don't play bottom, they're winning competition, but it's more for our jiu-jitsu. So if you want to be the best, if you want to be able like to teach one day, if you want to be able to understand jiu-jitsu in general, so you, you have to be out of your comfort zone, you have to, to try to learn it all. 
Yeah, I love that. It seems like all the AOJ competitors have really well-rounded games. They can play top, yeah, bottom. Right. They have great submissions. So it's very, very cool to watch you guys compete. And I wanted to take yeah, a yeah. step back and talk about the 2019 Worlds that you touched on briefly. I believe you submitted all your fights, and then you got your black belt on the mat after submitting in the yeah. final. Can you talk about that moment when you got your black belt and how special that was to you? Oh, yeah, that was, that was like an incredible moment uh, in my career, for sure, like unforgettable. And uh, actually, I had like six matches. I didn't submit, I, I didn't submit the finals, but uh, I was just like, was one match after the other, like taking everyone's back. That was the goal, like for uh, for that season. I was like, oh, let's sharp your burning ball, let's sharp this technique, and then um, just be yeah, as the best as you can, like just doing that technique. And then that's what I did, like for for the whole season. And uh, yeah, I had like five fights. Yeah, all the five matches, I submitted like going to the back and and choke. And then the finals, I almost got to the back, and then uh, I just uh, ended up winning by points. And then that that was the moment I got my black belt. I wasn't even expecting like to get my black belt. I was just I was just so focused on uh, accomplishing the mission that I wasn't even like expecting like to get the black belt. What what would the feeling would be like after that? I would just want to to accomplish the goal and then just move on to the next step. And then uh, gladly I was a, a promoter as a black belt. It was just a forgettable moment, especially like, getting the black belt from Guy. So he, he had like. We have been like working together for years, so a lot of things, like so many things, uh, worked out for us. A lot of things didn't work out, so just making mistakes, improving, making better. So always like these ups and downs. So that way you can collect a lot of experience. That was a, a incredible experience, but for sure, like it was just even better because like receiving from from Guy. And you really hit the ground running once you got your black belt and kept the momentum from brown belt. You competed a lot, and you won your first major tournament, I believe was the 2020 Pans. Had a really great final against Michael Liera Jr. What was it like winning your first major title at black belt, and how did that kind of differ from some of the major titles you won in the lower ranks? Well, uh, I was already, like, expecting, like, how the level would be. Like, since we started training as a blue belt, here at AOJ, uh, he, uh, he already tell us, like, even, like, the, the younger kids nowadays, he always, he always, he's he's always warning us that we shouldn't be trained for that level, but you need to be trained for the, for the black belt level, for the highest level, because sometimes you're just, there are kids that are smashing their division, there's just, like, winning as a juvenile, but you cannot be satisfied winning as a juvenile, you cannot be satisfied winning as, as a blue, purple, brown belt because that's not the highest level. That's just preparing you for the next level, which is the black belt level. But once I, I got to the black belt level, I, already, I was already expecting like uh, to be competing against all those guys. I was already expecting to... I was already feeling comfortable to, to be competing at that level because I was already like getting myself ready all these years uh, to be there at that moment and just perform the way I was performing. Uh, and then that wasn't a surprise. That was just something I was already expecting. But it was good, like, getting to the black belt, winning one of the major tournaments, especially that at that time, like, we didn't have rolls, we just had pants. So uh, 
winning the lightweight division as well, so it's always tough. Uh, a lot of like tough opponents, and it's good. It's good, like just collecting experience again, like never satisfied. It's just uh, just one more day of experience that we collected for the next to move on to the next step. Was it a similar feeling this year when you won your third pan title? Uh, same feeling, same feeling. We know it's just uh, one more day of experience and building our career because that's uh, just the short term goal. So we're just building our name, be our career, and then eventually uh, winning worlds as a black belt. Uh, it doesn't really matter. It's more about uh, raising our level than like the, the, the medal itself. You're more concerned about our level if you have a higher level, how you're, you're, you're winning the match, how dominant you're being than uh, versus the medal itself. But yeah. So the next day is just go back to work and move on to the next step. So you celebrate, you're happy at that day, but the next day is just a normal day of work. Your level definitely improves every single time you compete. And now you're going to be competing against Levi Jones Leary in a super fight at the IBJJF Flow Grappling Grand Prix event. Any thoughts on Levi as an opponent? Yeah, uh, he's a tough opponent. He's not like somebody that's a random person that's just stepping on the mat to compete. But uh, yeah, for sure, like uh, the work I've been doing is solid work. Uh, since like, I don't know, I have been doing this for years, so it doesn't really matter who you're facing, it's just the work and the goal is gonna be the same. So you competed before the, the lower belts. Uh, now you're gonna have the chance to compete again. So I just, I can't wait to be competing. It's not because I'm gonna face him or I'm gonna face somebody else. Just I'm always happy to be competing, to be healthy, to be uh, training. So that's what matters the most to me is be able to actually always be improving match after match. It doesn't really matter who who I'm competing with, but it's what matters the most the how I'm raising my level, how solid is the work I'm doing. So I can't wait to. To be competing next week, so I, I wasn't I wasn't supposed to be competing against him. Uh, Morissac just uh, I don't know what happened. Like, but Morissac's not competing anymore. So uh, gladly I have uh, now I have the chance to to be facing him. And then the time I'm gonna be competing, I just wanna wanna perform and uh, put in the show. Normally, you're competing in a tournament where you're going to face a lot of different opponents and there's a lot of different possibilities. Are you making any adjustments knowing that you're only going to be facing Levi on the 12th? No adjustments. So uh, the goal, as I, as I mentioned before, it's always the same. So it's go there and then just have a control of our opponent. Just be able to, to perform the best jiu-jitsu we can ever do. But uh, we train like the same way always so uh, we train like to to close all the gaps in our game so it doesn't really matter who we're, we're facing at the tournament because uh end of the day it's more about ourselves and then you just need to do the same thing you're doing in class so if i'm not performing if i'm not doing a good job in class you already know like what to expect once you go to the tournament but uh whatever you do here is just to close all the gaps so once you go to the competition uh, we are ready to, to compete against anybody. Now I'm just doing uh, the same work I have been doing uh, the whole time to, to face uh, Levi. 
you know, just go, go out there and just perform the best way I can do it. It's a great match. I know all the jiu-jitsu fans are super excited to watch it. You guys are both incredible competitors with a lot of accomplishments. So I definitely expect it to be an incredible match. And as part of the event, there's also going to be a medium heavy Grand Prix and a female GP. The medium heavy GP has Leandro Lowe, Andre Porfirio, Matias Luna, and Ronaldo Jr. Do you have any thoughts on the medium heavy GP and how that could potentially play out? That's tough. Tough. Yeah. Great competitors. Yeah, great competitors. But uh, who I really want to win is uh, Andre Porfirio. So they have like a friendship since the, the young age. So we know each other like since the young age. So uh, I just really, I just really want him to win this, and he has the level, he has the experience, he has everything that it takes to, to win this, uh, this Grand Prix. But uh, yeah, he's the the name that I, I really want to to be watching, and I really want to to win this uh, this tournament. But yeah, of course, like he's gonna have tough tough match. He's gonna have uh, <laughs> uh, Ronaldo. He's gonna have Matias in front of him. He's gonna have Leandro Lowe. But, uh, yeah, he's the name that I really want to watch, you know, really want him to win. So you have been training together. We used to train together, like, at, when you were, like, 15, 16 years old. But, uh, yeah, we have a long journey. So he used to, to compete in the same tournaments. Uh, his dad is just, he, he already helping me so much when we were uh, back in Brazil. So he's the one. What are your thoughts on the female GP? That's another very stacked group of competitors. You got Fionn Davis, Natalie Hibero, Anna Rodriguez, and Bianca Basilio. Uh, that's also a really tough match, like for for the girls. But uh, I believe like uh, Bia, she has like a higher level than the other girls. So if she performs the way how we we're expecting her to perform, she has her ups and downs. So there are times she's performed really well. There are times she's not that well, but uh, I believe she has a, a higher level than the other girls, and she has like a, the skills that it needs to 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 have to to win that division. But I think in my yeah, in my opinion, she's gonna be the one like winning that one. We're so excited for the event and the fact that you're gonna have the super fight with Levi. It's gonna be amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you have any final thoughts you wanted to share before we wrapped it up? Uh. No, I think that these are the thoughts I, I have. But uh, yeah, I just expect it to be a, a tough match. So it doesn't really matter how tough it is. I'm just going to play my game. And uh, that's what I want. I want to go out there and just show my jiu-jitsu. So that should always be the goal. The goal shouldn't be like how you're winning or playing a different strategy, like depending on, on who you're facing. But the goal should always be uh, go out there and just perform the best jiu-jitsu you can ever do. And uh, yeah, that's my goal. It's like, just to show my jiu-jitsu, show my potential, and then be able to perform the best I can. And uh, yeah, of course, like I'm facing a tough opponent, but uh, it doesn't really matter who is in front of me. So whatever happens, we know like the next day we just need to go back to work and improve even more. So I can have a dominant performance. The, the work should be the same. You cannot get comfortable just because you go out there and you can have great performance. So you cannot stop improving. It's more about the uh, the daily improvement than anything else. So perform well, not perform well. Whatever happens, uh, the next day we just go back to work and then we know that there are goals to accomplish even further and bigger than it, than it is. 
Thank you so much for your time, Jonathan. I really appreciate it. Like I said, we can't wait for your super fight. For everyone listening, make sure you tune into the event, the IBJJF Flow Grappling Grand Prix. We got the Medium Heavy Grand Prix, we got the Female Grand Prix, and we have two super fights, of which Jonathan is going to be in one of them. So thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you guys soon for another episode. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to the IBJJF podcast. Be sure to head over to IBJJF.com for the latest news and events from the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. We hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you.